reported that 4.4 million Americans were classified as tipped workers, and two-thirds of those people were women. At the beginning of 2020, before the economy closed and the restaurant industry was devastated, the United States Bureau of Labor reported that over 2.5 million Americans worked in the restaurant industry as servers, who, as we know, are predominantly tipped workers. With those stats, half of tipped workers in the United States are restaurant industry workers. My name is Caroline Elfland. I'm a student as well as a server and a bartender. Today, we're going to be looking at tip minimum wage in the United States, how it affects servers, especially women, and what ending tip minimum wage would look like. I am joined by two veteran servers, Liz. Hi, guys. I'm Liz. And Natasha. Hi, guys. I'm Natasha. Now, in full disclosure, the three of us have worked in the restaurant industry together. We all served alongside each other, which, as I am sure we will touch on, creates a unique bond between two humans. Liz, why don't you tell us about your experience in the restaurant industry, the kind of restaurants, positions, locations? So... I first got my my first restaurant job in college, my freshman year. Um, I started working at a restaurant as a server and also a bartender, and it was like a smaller restaurant. So I was also in charge of making all the salads, making all the drinks, being the hostess, bussing my own tables, and waitressing. Um, And it was like a lot to do, but it was fun, and I got like some really good experience from there. And then the next restaurant that I worked at was Bertucci's. And I worked with Caroline and Natasha, and I worked as a server and also as a bartender there. So I've been serving for like two years now. What about you, Natasha? Okay, um, am I allowed to talk about paying under the table on this podcast? (laughs) Go for it. Okay, so with my experience, I started like working under the table because I wasn't the age like the legal age of like serving, which is 18. Obviously, um, I didn't get paid hourly because it's under the table. And then like all the pay I would get is just from like solely tipping. And it's like this kind of restaurant where like everyone pulled in their tip and they like split evenly at the end of the night. But that's where I got my main like um, waitressing experience. Wow. I've been working there like in the waitressing like industry um, for like over four years now so yeah that's my experience natasha do you want to elaborate on what pool tips are for someone who maybe hasn't worked in the restaurant industry it's pretty much like whoever's on that night for like a server job and then like no matter how many tables they get no matter how little their um customers tip like no matter what of us have to bring all of our like tip that we earn that we work that shift into like a tip um, jar. That's one tip jar that everyone has to put their tip in it, and and at the end of the night we count it up and it divided how many people were on the floor. So like maybe like three and then divided by three and blah and you split them evenly, and then you take at home. 
So, what is tipped wage? A tipped worker, like a server, works for a tipped wage. In the United States, tipped wage, or sub-minimum wage, as it's referred to, are terms used to describe wages below minimum wage that can be legally given to servers who are expected to make the difference in tips, and if not, the restaurant pays them that difference. Right now in the U.S., the national tipped minimum wage is $2.13 and has been since 1991. So as standard minimum wage has gone up and inflation has occurred, the tipped minimum wage has stayed the same. Now, a lot of states have raised this, but even Massachusetts, which is one of the more progressive states in this field, has only raised it to $4.95. However, a small handful of states, including California and Washington, have abolished tipped wages. Liz, you have a unique experience serving in both Massachusetts, which has a tip minimum wage of $4 and change, and Washington State, which has abolished the tip minimum wage. So what do you notice? Do you notice customers tipping less in Washington? Because that's that's a real fear of a lot of people who oppose this issue. Yeah, so I think generally people in Seattle are aware that the minimum wage is $15, and that includes servers. Um, but I haven't noticed that anybody's tipping less. And I think like the whole idea of minimum wage, of course, like has to do with the cost of living in a certain area. And the cost of living in Seattle is very high. Um, and I've noticed, you know, everybody pretty much tips 20% in Seattle. 18, 20% is very typical. I think that ending the whole idea of like the tips minimum wage is a good thing. Um, simply because, you know, the cost of living is increasing. We've seen that across the whole United States and in the restaurant industry, you know, it's hit or miss a lot of times. Um, Mm -hmm. There's days where the restaurant is going to be packed and you're going to be taking home hundreds of dollars in tips. And then there's other days where I've literally made like $4 in tips in the entire day. Right. Um, So it's definitely like helpful to have like that kind of backup, knowing that if your restaurant isn't busy, that you're still going to be compensated and that it's worth your time, essentially. Consider raising the federal minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour. You said recently you would consider raising the federal minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour. Is that still the case? And I would consider it to an extent. But what I really like, what I in a second administration, but not to a level that's going to put all these businesses out of business. It should be a state option. Look, every in different places. I know different places. They're all different. Some places, fifteen dollars is not so bad. In other places, other states, fifteen dollars. Okay, President Trump. Thank you. Another fear people have is that there will be a decrease in jobs or that smaller independently owned restaurants who can't afford to pay their service that full wage will have to close. A lot of places actually offer over minimum wage for servers, like as an incentive for them to come. So a lot of places will offer like sixteen fifty, sixteen twenty five to try to get their servers in there. Um, so I really haven't noticed personally any kind of jobs decreasing because the minimum wage has gone up. In fact, I've seen places offer more money and try to get um, servers in there. It's just like a higher incentive. Let's talk a little bit more about that unpredictability. Yeah, um, there's like definitely times where um, like I'll either pick up for a shift, um, like trying to make extra money or I'm like covering for somebody And, like, I get in there and, like, there's just no tables. 
And I'm like, well, damn, like this is a waste of my time because like I could have been out like shopping or could have been out like doing other things, you know, like, or doing homework, like doing stuff for me, you know? Um, and instead I'm here and I'm only getting like $4 an hour and those are all going to go to taxes anyways, you know? All right. Now, if you're a server, cover your ears. Cause we're going to be talking about side work. Side work is the work servers have to do in the restaurant other than taking tables. So it's untipped work. It varies by restaurant, but it could include feeling salt shakers, stocking the sugar caddies, putting dishes away. I've always hated that. (laughs) And the infamous example, rolling silverware, lots of silverware. So now, yes, in theory, this work is only going to help you in the long run. If everything is in the right place, then you will be able to get it for your customer faster. And if you're catching on. A happy customer means a happy life. Side work, there's been times where like I've been cut at like seven and I still don't even leave the restaurant until like 11 because there's so many dishes. There's so many things to do. So much to clean, you know? And there's also been times like, Natasha, you can go in more detail if you want, um, but like where you're cut, but then it gets busy and you're still, you're still helping those people and you're still helping them with tables, but you're not getting paid. You're not getting any of the tips, but it's like, they're your friends, you know, like restaurants. Like I feel like when you're that close to people, like you kind of form like those bonds that you're talking about, um, like they're your family, you're going to help them out, but you're still like not getting compensated financially for that. This is another thing that I don't really understand why, like that's the rule. So, you know, like closer, they may have to like take every like little bit of like, tables that comes in later while like us like we get cut and then we like you know start cleaning up to go home but I feel like most of the time even though I'm like cut at like like Liz said seven I'm rolling silverwares for the closer pretty much yeah like so like I could I've experienced this before where I like go and like work like a shift and I only have like what three tables and I end up rowing for pretty much everyone on the floor that night like I roll like what 100 plus silverwares like you said like the closer is has more guaranteed not guaranteed nothing's guaranteed obviously as we've covered in the restaurant industry but the closer has is gonna be there until until the restaurant closes so they know they're not going to be cut they know and when we say being cut it means that there's the restaurant is so not busy that they're just going to send servers home. And so sometimes you're not even guaranteed that $4 and change because the restaurant might just, if it's not busy, if people don't show up, then the restaurant, unless you're the closer, could be sent home. In the past five years, movements like Me Too and Time's Up have prompted a reckoning with the presence of sexual assault in many industries. The restaurant industry is no exception. Tip servers are specifically vulnerable because their livelihood, their ability to feed themselves or even their families, is at the mercy of the customers and even their coworkers. If a server was to come forward about the inappropriate actions of a manager or back-of-house worker, their customer experience and therefore their tip could be affected by a pissed-off link in the chain that gets food to the table quickly and properly. Here is former industry worker, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I remember working in restaurants and you know, you would have someone say something extremely inappropriate to you or you'd have someone touch you and... The thing is, is it would be the 28th of the month, the 29th of the month. 
and the first of the next month was rolling right around and you had a rent check to pay. And so you were more likely to stand up for yourself and to reject sexual harassment on the 15th of the month or maybe the 10th of the month when you could pick up an extra shift to make up for telling that guy to go buzz off. My experience working in the restaurant industry, like being a female specifically, um, I have a lot of guys in the restaurant, like ask me out, like tell me I'm gorgeous, like compliment me. Um, and like, I've also had managers like get a little creepy. Like there's been some managers that like come behind me and like rub my back. And like, I've also had managers like play with my hair and like slap my ass and stuff. And, you know, like, I feel like at that point, like, you know, like it was all like in good fun, but there's definitely been times where like, I felt like the line was crossed and like, because of my position, like it was kind of hard to like go back and say like, Hey, like that's really not okay. Um, like one, I think like just coming, you know, like as like a young server, as like a female, like it's hard to kind of like say like, look, like I like you. I like joking around, like we can do whatever, but like there's times where you like take it too far and it's just kind of hard to like know like where you can say that in a dynamic. What do you think is the general image of servers? Mm, I'm really trying to find like, a more polite word to describe us. <laughs> I don't want like to sound like rude or anything. Um, I feel like there's obviously not all of them, but so, like most people probably look at us like pretty much they're little like peasants, <laughs> you know? Because I've never seen such like rude like behavior from like a customer to like a worker as much as like you know the servers have to go through I think like the difference between like retail workers and like servers and like I guess like I can't speak fully because I've never really been like a retail worker but I have worked in other jobs outside the industry um but servers like really take a lot of shit from people and like they have to deal with a lot of stuff and like you know like a lot of like I said like we rely on the kitchen a lot and it's like not even just like if the kitchen like the food is slow or if like the food is wrong like it it's not necessarily like just like that but also things like the customer might not like it you know like it's all about like taste and stuff so it's just like a lot of components going into it and there's a lot of things that can go wrong in between like we're basically like the middleman and like we're supposed to be like awesome communicator communicators to our customers and then relay exactly like this image that our customer has to the kitchen and then the kitchen has to make that for them and then like we're just like the middleman and we just take all the shit from the kitchen and then we take all the shit from the customers and like we're supposed to be like the nice little like in between for like the customers in the kitchen and it's like a lot of times people don't realize like we don't have control over it um, like we don't have control over exactly when your food comes out. Like we can go back and we can keep bothering the kitchen as many times as you want, but then they're just going to get more pissed off and like either fuck up your food or make it take even longer, you know? The community of servers online is extensive. Server memes are shared widely across all social media platforms. Server Life, which calls itself the number one industry account, has over 600,000 Instagram followers. A recent post reads, job description of a server, an unlicensed therapist who prostitutes their soul for tips. Oftentimes, these memes use comedy to critique the industry, calling out the absurdity of an industry that asks so much of its employees, but rarely offers paid sick time or benefits. 
there was a lot of jokes of like, like, Hey, like I have COVID, I shouldn't come in. And the manager's like, I'll see you at 11. Like this merciless, like you have to show up. And also because in a lot of times, this isn't even necessarily the manager's fault. Like restaurants are so terribly understaffed, like all restaurants. Like you have times like where I show up sick and like hungover and like hungover, like that's more my fault. So like, I feel bad taking off, but like I've thrown up at work, like no shame in that, you know, like you got to get in there or else like you kind of like lose your job. Like they don't, they just like don't really put up with that. Paid sick time is not a thing. Like it's not a thing. If you're sick, um, you, you either don't come and don't get your money or you show up to work and you power through it. And yeah, you throw up in the, in the employee bathroom. So if you can't afford to be sick, then you, you just have to power through it. And that's putting yourself at risk and putting like the customers at risk and your other employees, especially obviously in the context of, of the current pandemic. The restaurant industry was one of the hardest hit in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic and recession. Several major restaurant chains, including Ruby Tuesdays, Applebee's, IHOP, and California Pizza Kitchen, have had to close dozens and in some cases hundreds of franchises. And a warning today that Boston, Chicago, and Baltimore are set to become the newest coronavirus Is the COVID crisis ringing the death bell for the American restaurant chain? America's favorite restaurant chains are in serious jeopardy today. They just filed Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Well, some restaurants have been able to stay afloat thanks to off-premises sales, meaning takeout. That obviously doesn't benefit servers. Even as the restaurants that were able to survive start to reopen, fewer guests and slower rushes means not as many servers are needed. Some servers are even finding more economic stability staying on unemployment. In the context of the 2020 elections, specifically presidential election, coronavirus response is a deciding issue for many voters. Part of that, obviously, is how a candidate plans to rebuild the economy and respond to mass unemployment. That plan, whatever it may be, will have an effect on servers. Especially in this moment, how important do you think it is for a political candidate to denounce tipped minimum wage? To be honest, from like both of our candidates right now, I feel like they haven't really like talked about that issue as much as the other candidate that he um, no longer is running. But, like, he would always talk about, like, minimum wage should be, like, $15. Like, he, like, talked about that, which is, like, I've, coming from me, because I am, like, used to be a server myself. I feel like it's a really important topic to be talk, ab- like, talk about and trying to change. But, like, we just discussed, like, how most people view, like, servers. I feel like they don't really, like, want to focus on that. They feel like it's, like, a lot like less of a problem compared to anything else which is like you know like all right i want to thank liz and natasha for joining me today as much as we like look down upon it's being a servers but i love working in restaurants because you meet those people that you literally tell them like one of your deepest darkest secrets like knowing that them they'll like not say anything about it to anyone else I want to encourage everyone to vote, to stay informed, and to tip your servers. They really need it right now. I want to acknowledge NBC, CNBC, CBS, and Inside Edition for audio of candidates and news coverage. Thanks again to Liz and Natasha and all the food service workers who keep the wheels turning. You can find more information at websites like Raise Up Massachusetts, 
Food Chain Workers Alliance, Restaurant Opportunities Centers United, and One Fair Wage. Thanks for listening.